on Sagittarian matters. Mushroom chips, advice on cheesecakes, drinking Ticino in a car, and more. With my very special guest, friend to the show, Morgan. Stay tuned. Sagittarian matters. Sagittarian matters. What's the Hello from two days after the election. By the time you hear this, we may have a new president. But as of now, the time of recording, I have burned my retinas out, refreshing screens, watching TV, watching Twitter, watching everything and trying to get the votes to just go the way I want them to with the power of my mind. That's where we're at right now. This week, I had friend of the show, Morgan, come and try some foods with me the day before the election while we still had some energy. Morgan joined me from her car to review a number of foods like gluten-free brownie mix. We also tried mushroom chips. We drank unfiltered Ticino, drank something that tasted like dirt, answered listener questions about cheesecake, salads, oatmeal, and more. I hope you enjoy my talk with friend to the show, Morgan. Dear Morgan, what is your salad secret? I always say that the person who usually brings salad to the get-together is one step above bringing beverages. But your salads are like bringing the dressing? How do you do it? From friend of the show, Beth. It is true. I love to bring a salad. Other friend of the show, John and I had a salad party. I just told you, which ended up being like a like a conceptual salad party. But um, don't be afraid to make a kit. Bring a kit and assemble on site. Why does it have to be done, you know, before you get there? Also, like, you know, who cares about hosting rules? But you know, like, if you arrive someplace and everything is already done, and you're gonna like hang out with people. It's like a little bit boring to just sit there and not do anything, like hang out in the kitchen, get into the the mix. And so the first place I always go is in the kitchen. And in fact, I remember one party I spent the entire time, not my own party, not my own house, making pizzas in someone else's house because I was like, this is great. This is fun. I'm rolling out dough. I mean, I'm, I'm a definitely like, I love a kitchen job, like put me to work. And so it's the comfiest place to be. It's a great way to like ease into a place and then just pack all the components. So I love a really tangy dressing, which I will gladly share with anybody. It's like, you know, garlic, apple cider vinegar, olive oil, salt, pepper. And anyone who's ever eaten a meal with me has probably eaten that salad more than they care to ever eat again. It's a great dressing. It's a great dressing. I just love it. And I am not even joking. I swear it full, like fills me with vim and vigor. Like I'm just like that old grandpa cruising around with his like, you know, walking shorts and his his knee socks and his worn out walking shoes. Like, I feel great. Never felt better. I just sell it every day. Honey and my Ticino, you know, or like hot honey and my Ticino. And I'm just, I feel like a million bucks. What is there to like? Jack, Jack LaLanne, do you have salad every day? Yeah, sometimes twice on a very rare occasion, three times. But like, yeah, definitely. I think that that dressing goes on everything arugula romaine radicchi 
you know, kale. I'm not a big fan of spinach. Okay, so anyway, to answer the actual question, I'm sorry I got passionate about salad. But um, try to, like, you know, include something that's rich, include something that's tangy, include something that's crispy and or toasty, and just rotate out. And I'm a real firm believer in just trying stuff. Try a salad. If you see a weird thing in your fridge, old pasta. I don't know. Fry it up on the stove and put it on a salad. Maybe it'll be good. You're never going to know till you try. And then if it's disgusting, wonderful. It was one salad out of a million. And if it was great, whoa. Your friends are going to be amazed. But so like always a nut, always a seed. I love seeds. I've almost started doing like an equal seed to green ratio because I just really like them. And then like do... Do a grapefruit segment or try something tangy or do a, you know, pear, apple, a fruity thing. But just, like, throw something weird on there. Just do it. Just do it. Put a vegan hot dog. Put a vegan chicken nugget. Oh, I love a salad with a chicken nugget on it. Do it. Put a bean on there. I'm reviewing every single thing in my pantry. Why not try a toasted cereal? I'm not sure. Just try it. I have a new... Morgan, to go... To get in that boat with you... I have a new theory, which is I think that almost any vegetable you could like fry in olive oil and then with maldo and salt and make it a nice crispy topping for a salad. Yes. Yes. Put a fried mushroom on there. I'm snapping at Nicole across cars. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Just do the hell out of it. Put some raw cabbage in there. You know what I mean? Like kale's just one of a million green vegetables. Also use multiple greens, make your own homemade salad green mix. Like use some romaine, some arugula, put a frozen pea in there, defrost a frozen pea, like put your leftovers on your salad. Anything you make into a sandwich, put it on a salad. Anything you make to a pizza, put it on a salad. Just do it. Morgan, I, wait, I had a question for you, which is, well, I have a, I have a food trend. I want to tell you, which I said this. Uh, oh, I love a food trend. When Issa was on the podcast the other week, I said this, but I want to say it to your face. Here, we're looking car oh to car. God. I'm looking at your face. <laughs> tell me. You're coming out of the shadows and looking at me. The Tuccino's kicking in. I think that cabbage is ready to strut its stuff. I think cabbage. I'm not joking. I told this to my mom. <laughs> yes. I love to call it food trend for no reason. I love to. Cabbage. It keeps forever. Now, I remember I've horrified you with this information. I'm going to tell listeners when I was a kid, my mom, problematic in lots of ways. Maybe this is one. I don't think so. She would spread creamy peanut butter on a slice of green cabbage and roll that up. And I would eat that as a snack. You've never told this to me, but now your collard wrap PB&J makes perfect sense. I didn't know this was historic. It's If what? it's hysteric, it's historic, you know? I It's historic. The cabbage roll is the food of my people. My mom took the it to it. My mom took it to a different extreme. She did not add the J. That part is me being a little little wild. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, I'm just saying, I was just saying, just plain ass peanut, creamy, like, you know, Peter Pan peanut butter I grew up with in a piece of green cabbage, roll it up, have it. Listeners, you know, don't at me. You've had, you've had peanut sauce before. You can stretch your imagination to imagine some cabbage in a peanut sauce. Yeah, I've 
braised salad roll salad a million times. Cabbage, whatever, peanut sauce. No J. Love it. No J. No, you don't have no to put J. the J. That was just me being a, that's me hurting myself. You don't need to get involved in that. <laughs> that's the self-harm. Okay, so we know your salad secrets, and I feel so grateful. Also, just pickle everything. Literally whatever you have around. I'm trying right now to make with the very leftover green cherry tomatoes from the yard. I'm going to pickle them. I'm going to put them on a salad. Did you know I'm putting them on a salad, you guys? All your grains. You got two, three tablespoons left? Put it on a salad. (laughs) Can we have a salad contest? Yeah, I think we know who's going to win. We can pretend to have a salad contest and I'll just get the trophy made for you ahead of time, but I'm happy to do it with you. Yeah. Oh, dear Morgan, did you know that if you don't like biting into candy apples, you can cut them up? I don't have a question. I just wanted to pass that hot tip along to the world. Had no idea and thank you. <laughs> dear Morgan, now this one is pretty serious, so get your thinking hat on. I already have some thoughts about it. I made four cheesecakes in the past two weeks. I'm going through a phase. I'm looking for help with the cheesecake that is neither pudding nor rubber. Mine keep alternating. Agar agar, more cornstarch or cashews, firmer tofu, store-bought vegan cream cheese. Please help. From struggling in Sacramento. Old sack. Mm, Well, okay. 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 I really think if you go for a more traditional cheesecake texture, you are probably using a more processed cream cheese. So it's probably going to taste like plastic. But if you add a bunch of stuff like, you know, pumpkin spice, ticino, etc., you know what I mean? Turkey tail. Chocolate. Carob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Carob, 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 and more carob. Prunes. Basically, if you're covering up the flavor prunes, <laughs> um, put a prune in a salad. Um, if you're covering up the flavor, then great. Also, if you just feel good about the texture of, I mean, the flavor of, uh, processed cream cheeses, also great. Just go for it. But in my honest experience, you kind of either go that like cashewy route, which is a little, not quite puddingy, but a little more, you know, moussey, like, you know, not ice creamy, but that kind of texture or, you kind of go for the thickeners and it sounds like, okay, let's see things like, um, agar is going to get you a more gelatinous texture. Tapioca is really chewy, like almost like boba. You know what I mean? And cornstarch will get you thickened, but it'll almost kind of like, mm, if you're really using it a lot, it'll like sort of snap. That doesn't sound good, but into like two pieces sometimes with a kind of a clean break. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to think. You may just want to follow a really old-timey, conventional 90s, 2000s cheesecake recipe, which I'm sure Isa probably is a great one. Actually, you know, or any of those kind of classic vegan punk recipes like first generation. Um, I really like Isa's tofu pumpkin cheesecake, and I feel like that might have soaked cashews and tofu. And a tofu? I can't remember, but what if you had one that were... I'm such a fan of a soaked cashew and tofu one, but I also really like just dumping... I'm, I'm actually... You know what? 
when you're talking about you know what actually when you're talking about the late 90s early 2000s recipes i actually made one and put it in my zine listener so there's no bigger fan than i of just getting a tub of tofu and dumping it in a blender with some silken tofu and some soaked cashews and some maple Mm -hmm. syrup and whatever the flavoring is probably cocoa powder or pumpkin stuff if you're doing that because here we are in november I'm just such a fan of that, but you have to let it cook long enough and you have to let it cool for so long. So long. Do it the day before. And since I don't like to let things cool, I just am in acceptance that what I'm going to have is a cheesecake flavored pudding. But I think if you follow a recipe, like anything from Issa Moskowitz, if you go on the Post Punk Kitchen website, PPK, you will be able to find a lot of different recipes and she can help you. Yeah, and do cover it up unless you like that flavor, like the Ticino or the Carob, unless it, like, brings you back to a nostalgic time, you know, where you're like, remember Skillshare's? This this cheesecake tastes so good. Um, like, add a little something to cover it up, or maybe do, like, a nice little fruity topping of, like, some, you know, whatever, frozen cherries with some sweetener of your choice, lemon juice, and a little cornstarch to thicken that up. It'll look just like you got it from Safeway. You'll be really, be really so stoked about it. But again, let it cool. Um, you gotta yeah. let it cool. You gotta let it cool. And yeah, so like the puddingy, there's like the silken tofu with chocolate, which is like a real puddingy vibe, which is good. Still holds up that recipe. It still holds up right off the package. Um, or the cashewy vibe, or you know, the really oh, can know, I the can boba I, gummy? This person asked that they should get a firmer tofu. Do not. Do not get (laughs) anything above a silken for this project or you will be feeding your family scrambled eggs. But silken does have a range of firmnesses. True. True. And I think a firm is pretty safe. I just have never gone. I've never gone there. I'm always like, if I'm getting this like weird chicken fat style tofu, I'm just getting the softest one there is because that is the whole point. (laughs) Just supple silken like satin sheets slithering down your throat do you remember being a a new vegetarian or vegan and being like i'll try tofu and then trying silken tofu and being like what the fuck is the matter with people who would eat this and now like this tastes really it feels really different than the other kind of tofu it's not like when you go out to like a chinese restaurant and i don't know why but it's just not that good i think my cooking is not so good being vegetarian sucks i think it's really hard really hard to cook vegetarian because i just got this silken (laughs) tofu off the shelf and it doesn't taste like the age tofu that they serve at a chinese restaurant yeah like some crispy nuggets or like some crunchy crunchy sauce covered Mm. if we if we haven't already told people this vegans vegetarians people of earth go to any asian market specifically like a giant one that has multiple kinds of places represented but you will find so many like all the fun tofus you've ever had at any restaurant vietnamese restaurant chinese restaurant thai restaurant you will find all these fun kinds of tofus in their like packaged shelf form at the asian grocery store at the japanese grocery store at the vietnamese grocery store I had fun tofu last night. We made for dinner. There's like those pre-fried sticks. They're like chunks or whatever of like lemongrass chili tofu that's pre-fried. So it's like there's texture jammed in there. There's texture. I mean, flavor jammed in there, texture on the outside. You just chop it up and like in one second, it's better. I mean, 
it's better tofu than you've ever made in your life and you didn't do anything everyone else did everything for you and you're just like enjoying the wonderful benefits of this seasoned flavored tofu lemongrass right inside i mean also like if you're a salad roll fan if you are a salad roll salad fan go to ujamaya or you know go to the place on killingsworth street and just get like thai basil cilantro Mm. mint Mm. whatever like green onions like get get some lemongrass get some pickled daikon get everything there you can get it all there and then you'll come home and you'll feel like a genius but really all you're doing is assembling your groceries yeah you're just like enjoying someone else's genius and you're like wow this tastes amazing yeah and and again add as much stuff as you can to the things you're making like yeah, go through, go for like four kinds of herbs. Why not? Like, why not cilantro, lemongrass, Thai basil, and mint, you know, or chilies, or, you know, like just do it. Pickle a chili, toss a ch- pickled chili in there, you know, like get a little jazz going. I'm going to tell you something bonkers, which is once I have a, I had a salad roll party. Um, it was my housewarming party and people knew salad rolls are my favorite food. And some people, I don't know them. I don't know if we ever became friends later, but I had never seen them before. They just moved to town. They were friends of a friend and they came to this party and they made warm curried salad rolls. So they basically like had their rice noodles. They had some herbs or whatever. And then they had like a curry sauce inside the salad roll and I think they may have, or maybe now I'm just imagining what you could do or what I have done since then, is getting some of those tidbits, those gluten tidbits, like the, the mock duck in a can, and putting some of those in the salad roll. And I was scandalized when they showed up with warm curry salad rolls. I was like, what's the matter with you? But they were so delicious. And really, anything can be inside a salad roll. I love that. I love that. Okay, so I'm going to just throw an activity out there again, British Bake Off you know, we know we love it's soothing. It's inspiring. Um, so every time Torrance and I watch it, we do, what would you make for this challenge? And it's a good brain exercise to be like, so last night we were watching, what would you make for steamed buns? What would you put in a steamed bun, Nicole? If you could put any flavor, sweet or savory up to you, bananas, maple syrup, and tahini. Okay. Okay. Do you think Paul Hollywood and Prue are going to love it? I don't know. Roast that banana. So anyway, it's a good brain exercise where you're like scaffolding up to being like, okay, what could I, how can I challenge myself to think inside of this box? Like, what would you put in a salad roll? I don't know if you want to look pretty, like, like marinate some daikon, put some beets on top of the daikon so it stains it in a pretty pattern. You know what I mean? And then, like, lay some, like, long strings of green onions out instead of just diced up. Like, fancy it up or tone it down. It's up to you. But, you know, just give yourself a little brain exercise of, like, what what would you put in a showstopper, you know, whatever, three-tiered shaped cute cake or <laughs> quite cake. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Emily Helmus, Missy Kulik, Julia McKenty, Maria Turner Carney, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Christy Harrod, Mary Pinson, Michelle Lemoyne, and Joey Soloway. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, especially and in particular producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $5 million via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. 
or this just in, he's got a Venmo. Hellbooks. That's H-E double hockey sticks books on Venmo. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on a podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared that just Ponyo's speaking voice. And hey, this just in, special thanks this week to Sybil Snow for sending us more Ticino to try. Thank you, Sybil. Dear Morgan, do you have any favorite overnight oats recipes? From <laughs> Oatly, Oatly in Ohio. Oh, good one, good one, good one. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think I've made overnight oats two times in my life. And I think you do just maybe it's steel cut. I can't even remember. And you bring them up to a boil for like a minute, put the pot on, I mean, the lid on, and then you just leave them there and walk away and go to bed. And you turn the heat off safely, obviously. Um, and then that, I don't eat a ton of oatmeal, but I'm kind of a classic. I'm like a walnut maple syrup or maybe some honey with salt, mm. tons of butter of any variety, you know, like Miyoko's and, or, or otherwise, because I like a little grease bottle in there. Um, but yeah, I just have only done the classic. I think I just Googled it. Uh, if anyone has any other input. I mean, it was really easy. You just boil it for one minute and then you walk, you turn it off. This is such an interesting question because I feel like even the concept of overnight oats is something that you would have to Google, that you like found out about on the internet. So not Googling it yeah. is a mystery to me. But I do want to say when I did enjoy oats before I took a turn away from them, two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, should anyone, anyone listening to this podcast ever travel again, as a vegan on the road international, Starbucks mm-hmm. has a vegan, has an oatmeal and you could get steamed soy milk in it. And that at the time was a real lifesaver for like, if you're vegan and you want breakfast and you're in like the airport in Germany or something. Wonderful. Not my first choice here at home, not driving to find a Starbucks to have that, but with no other options, what a great option. The other thing I want to say is friend of the show Rocco told me this and I have it in one of my zines. Wish I could find it. Mm. But, um, he would, for his oatmeal in the morning, he would caramelize the banana by like basically frying a banana and caramelizing it and then having it like in butter and having it on his oatmeal. And then I did that. He would have, I think maybe with peanut butter maple syrup, but I have it of course with tahini and maple syrup. And that makes a delicious oatmeal that makes you so excited to get up in the morning, like a dog ready for his breakfast. Wagging oh my, my tail that all the way. That sounds good. I also literally just realized you're asking for flavor combinations. I thought you meant preparation. Well, I, I thought like, they I meant... just boil it. I thought they meant preparation, too, which was... I was like, why don't they just look at... Why don't they ask someone on the street how to make oatmeal? Why don't they look at the package? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the flavor department, again, I don't eat it that often, but, like, you know, treat treat it like a... Ticino snickerdoodle cookie you know put some walnuts in there as like a crust you know just riff on anything you already love so like a like a pie crust or a you know something so do something no nutty and toasty and then add some fruit i'm telling you now i'm passionate about quince we all know this and they're tart and um definitely need to be cooked but really soft enough so that would be great on top of like some kind of a you know honeyed salted brulee brulee or oatmeal why not brulee or oatmeal and then put like a a roasted quince or 
you know. How are you going to brulee? What does that mean to brulee something? You say that's so easy. Oh, just get out your, tor- know, your torch first thing in the morning. In you, you just, well, I'm offering you brulee. Like, if you had a torch, hypothetically speaking, if you had a torch and you had some sugar and your oatmeal was in a heat-proof bowl, I think you just, like, blow-dry it. Oh. until it gets crispy. I want to say one more thing, which is that I don't remember the recipe, but Rocco also had a savory oatmeal, which I know involves sriracha, maybe some kind of tamari, and then a lot of toasted seeds, maybe like tamari toasted pumpkin seeds or something. I am tapping out on this one. The texture of oatmeal in a savory context does not do me right. But you know what I do like? Some places, there's a place in San Francisco called Chaya, and they have one of those, like, a savory tofu porridge. I oh, do man. like that, but I have not ever made that at home. Yeah, just, like, the slime factor of the tofu kind of, I mean, I'm sorry, the oatmeal is, like, a little bit of, like, a, you know, there's, like, some cognitive dissonance there between the, you know, savory and, like, eh, a rice, a quinoa, even a millet, another grain, but just, like, a sort of a slimy savory is like really not my cup of oatmeal what if you spooned it onto a hot griddle and made it into an oatmeal (laughs) cake (laughs) let's try i'm gonna try to make some dutch baby slash german pancakes vegan edition and i'll let you know how they go Can you describe to me where you're sitting, what the Sagittarian Matter social distancing studios look like right now? Well, there are two of them working in concert tonight. Um, your car is staring directly at my car where we enclose safely in our own respective pods. I'm staring at you right now. <laughs> and, and I have no more than, I mean, no less than two teacups one thermos of hot water and a bubbly can with a dashboard full of snacks. We are keeping it safe. Oh, we are keeping it very safe. Now, um, mm. I would love to talk really quick about the bubbly can that you have. It's from an anarchist co-op called 365. Um, <laughs> and it's a ginger flavored sparkling water with zero sweeteners. Zero. Okay, so I'm going to sip this and just give you my thoughts again, because I did recently sip. Mm-hmm. You know, what did, we drink, what did anyone drink before the bubbly water craze? I've literally forgotten. Um, this one is called ginger, and um, it mostly tastes, you know, in the, in the spirit of um, Handmaid's Tale, it tastes <laughs> of soil. So it's like a lot of like dirt. If you've ever like had a ginseng, you know, piece of gum where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, like that's kind of sweet, but mostly it tastes like soil, just like a mouthful of kind of, I mean, maybe it'll make me live for a long time. Um, would I purchase again? I don't think I would. There's a lot more like gummy worm flavored beverages for me to drink out there. I could just eat dirt for free anytime. I mean, I think we have two hot mugs full of it right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I re- this is actually one of my favorite kinds of seltzer, and I find it to be mildly sweet, and I don't think it tastes like dirt, but I love that you think it tastes like dirt. Yeah, like, um, yeah, just like a fresh root right out of the ground. 
Well, Morgan, but not a carroty root, like a different kind of root. Where you're like, I gotta pull this weed so I can plant something good, and then that's like, then they put it in a bubbly water container. Let's talk about the Ticino. So, I accidentally, you know, I did learn something from a spouse to the show, Kaya Wilson, which was that there is a kind of Ticino that you're supposed to do like a pour over method for, and. I, I forgot that that existed when I got this packet of pumpkin spice medium rose Ticino from Sybil Snow, uh, Ticino angel of the show. She sent me, she really wanted to hear us talk about the mushroom ones, but she sent us these seasonal ones just for fun. And we accidentally have just, we're going to be drinking a mouthful of grounds is what I'm about to say. Yeah, we're, we're going really rustic. But I, I want you to know, Morgan, I did give you something else I want to try, which is a, an oat creamer. So what I would say is maybe let's try the Ticino first. And then the oat creamer is what's in that little cow-shaped thing. Is out on the porch. I totally dumped the cow. It was too cute. I didn't even know I was supposed to hold it. Damn, oh. I'm going to sip right out of okay. here. Okay. Mm. What do you think of that oat? That's good. You like that it's oat? It's kind of like coasty oats. Yeah, I'm loving it. Oh, interesting. Well, Granted, we... I had approximately like three drops, totally aerated, like a fine wine in my mouth. I did the, um, but I think it tastes good. Okay, I want to tell you about it. So, listeners, you're trying to follow along to see what we're trying. We're trying so many things. We just tried Califia Farms gluten-free oat creamer, unsweetened. Mm. And I'm going to pour that into my Ticino. Morgan, unfortunately, you're going to have to go just bareback your Ticino. It's just going to taste the way no, it I... tastes. I poured the cow all in there. Oh, you did? Everything's creamy. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Um, now, I did you a huge favor, which is I gave you a Ticino. That's the flavor of your favorite kind of cookie. <laughs> Snickerdoodle. I mean, if you have, uh, there's so many people in the world that want a Snickerdoodle flavored coffee. I mean, why you not? A, there are so many. There's sn- so many. Especially young people. Why not a Snickerdoodle flavored <laughs> coffee alternative the primary ingredient of which is carob pods carob this is like all of my hippie hippie childhood memories where it's like there's a treat it's a snickerdoodle here it is a blob of carob rolled up in some dates in soil and then strained through hot water which you then have to strain through your teeth (laughs) it's a treat all right well let's let's try they're not that good well so the one i have i gave myself pumpkin spice because it's november Lucky you, Nicole. Lucky you. I mean, I'm just going to tell you something right now. Uh, With that oat creamer, it tastes good. It doesn't taste like a pumpkin to me. It tastes probably like whatever every single kind of seasonal Ticino tastes like. Whoa, this totally tastes like my 20s. We went through like a really big, you know, like roast aroma. I was just talking (laughs) about this, in fact. Like the roast aroma Inca Postum, you know? Mm-hmm. Organic cinnamon, nutmeg, figs, ginger, and cloves. And they they don't... You're basically eating a raw cheesecake. 
Well, it's funny you should say that because we have a question about cheesecakes coming right around the corner. Uh, Are you ready to try your second flavor of Ticino that I gave you? That's from the Mushroom Family. Ooh, I just got a mouthful of bark crumbs. Mm. <laughs> it's just... toothsome. It sure is a toothsome cup of Ticino. Cafe Prius forgot that you had to have a pour-over method. <laughs> okay, so I have some Ticino Mushroom Herbal Tea. It is Cordyceps Shisandra. This actually smells like a snickerdoodle cookie. Mine is turkey tail, mm -hmm. and this smells like a cookie. This smells like a straight-up mother's <laughs> iced oatmeal, and I love those cookies. Mm. Ah. Whoa, it tastes pretty bad. <laughs> it tastes pretty bad. And you and I both tried mushroom coffee on the podcast. You know what? The aftertaste is growing on me. <laughs> I shouldn't have added milk to this. Wild card. I'm so glad I added the milk. It's not good. It's not. You know what this it's means? sour. Like, it's sour. Yeah, it is sour. It is very sour. Also, like my 20s. So the thing is, like, the other one's really weak because we maybe made it totally wrong. And this one is way too much flavor. I, I would be stoked with about half this amount of flavor because it's not, like, so good. But, like, I think it's really comforting. Okay, I'm going to also just fill you in here. So... It's a stressful time. We're sitting in our cars on, on election eve right now. Every possible comfort, I just say pull out all the stops and, like, take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones. And this bland cup of soil water that's kind of unpleasant <laughs> is really comforting in a way that's familiar. And I would totally, totally have this again when my nerves were feeling frazzled. Well, oh, that was my tooth. Oh, God. I mean, especially if you want to drink coffee, but you don't want to have an anxiety attack this election season as, you know, not no spoilers, but I'm pretty sure that the results are not going to come in tomorrow night and it's going to be put to bed right away. Um, it's easy breezy. <laughs> Trump's going to go, oh, rats, and <laughs> just go crawl back under just a hole. Just darn it and just walk away. But so I want to say, if you don't, if you want to drink coffee like a normal person, but you don't want to have an anxiety attack like a normal person, Try some pumpkin spice Ticino chicory herbal quote-unquote coffee. Or go for that turkey tail. Go for the turkey tail. Go for it. Okay, Morgan, I have another hippity-dippity treat for you, which is... Okay, it's two... I just keep doing two weird things at once. This is Simple Mills brand almond flour brownie baking mix. I can't wait. But I have to interject. Yeah. Have you ever smelled a fresh carrot pod like off the tree sitting on the sidewalk? What? Now you've lived in... What sunny is, southern california what do you mean sitting on the sidewalk oh my gosh they grow all over la and they just drop on the ground and get funky as heck so you'll be walking around and you're like "Ooh, why does it smell like you know like a sour cup of ticino and it's because the sidewalk is full of pods long squirrely looking pods that look like they're full of beans but it smells like the funkiest carob roastery you've never been in they're well, everywhere so you're like i think something's wrong with this sidewalk it smells really bad maybe someone cooked here a lot or you know animal or otherwise it's, it's my her. favorite food wild <laughs> forager nicole george's at your service making carob from scratch bean to bar hi listeners it's me nicole 
If you would like to support me and Ponyo, in particular our comics and animal illustrations, go to patreon.com slash Nicole J. Georges. And for as little as $2 a month, you can have access to hundreds of pages of otherwise unpublished diary comics. For the price of one cold brew plus tip, you can become an honorary Sagittarian. And for the price of two vegan cupcakes or two vegan donuts, you can become a Ponyo's Friend Club member, at which point you really start raking in goods, including new buttons. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Nicole J. Georges. Morgan, I have a culinary question for you. I know it. My culinary question for you is, I'm in this moment where... You know, I've never been a fan of palm oil, but currently, because my favorite show is Orangutan Jungle School, I just cannot, even with the greenwashed palm oil, you know, where people are like, oh, don't worry, it's like rainforest certified, orangutan harvested it for us. Um, Even with that, I just can't. I love carob. Every single kind of carob has palm oil in it in some way or form. But we do have palm, oh, sorry, we do have carob powder. Do you, as a baker, have any recommendations of what we can do with carob powder (laughs) (laughs) i have no suggestions at all like a carrot carob brownie i mean i love a macrobiotic cookbook from the like 60s 70s they've got weird spiral drawings of like the energy circles and stuff like that and like that is the kind of (laughs) recipe you might find in there or there's like always like a sunny sunflower seed loaf and there definitely is or like an agar gelatin with grapes um (laughs) you might find a recipe i'll look through i'm thinking of one in particular there's um a picture of the christmas rutabaga (laughs) and it has a hat on and it is an actual rutabaga but they might have some carob suggestions it's not chocolate so don't do it. Oh my god, it's I was born in the wrong era. Ripe and funky smell. Okay. Um let's try this brownie really quick. I want to tell you one more thing which is I is use it No, it's chocolate, but I used the vegan egg from Follow Your Heart, which was basically like a powder in an egg carton and the powder smelled sulfuric. So, and it was super oh. super thick. These brownies, I don't I don't know what the egg's gonna do in here but i just wanted you to just try it and just say something about it just say just say something just try it all right it's very gluten-free for you i think it might be grain-free and it's sweetened with coconut sugar it's dodgy as heck in the spirit of the british bake-off mm-hmm. are there carrots in here no <laughs> okay nicole has added a salted tahini top which is going off script and i'm very grateful for it um it's goopy it's a hundred percent goop I mean, this is like a no-bake cookie, mm. um, but like, or like cake batter that you forgot to add one ingredient to, and then <laughs> you just chopped it up, and you were like, why is it so thick? I think I followed the directions exactly, but then you realize you actually didn't add any liquid to it. We're like, oh, the milk, cur- the soy milk curtain's unopened. This is like 100% goop. It's maybe like a mud pie. Mm. Oh, I see you washing yours down with a hot sway of tea <laughs> <laughs> is it Shisandra or pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> Seasonal. Whoa. Well, so so you're giving us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Wow, this is a thumbs down. I think it's a choking hazard label. To be fair, really... 
Maybe I took it out prematurely because I was afraid of it turning into a cake or a puck. I, I don't think it's ever going to turn into a cake. <laughs> uh, well, I have this actually like, you know, like, sideways. In an, like an energy tube. Um, it's kind of got like a goo vibe. It almost tastes like when I, I feel like maybe one time I tried to make, or maybe I've eaten, I have eaten a black bean brownie and it tastes yes. a little bit like that. Yeah, like maybe like a punk potluck. Mm. I was like, I veganized this recipe and it's so good, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Everyone's the... gonna know. Everyone's gonna know. Can we can we make a term for like the weird straw man that people come up with when they're trying to say that something like, you know what? My husband didn't even know it was vegan. You know what? My son Dude. hate my son hates sweets and he thought this was delicious. Like just mm-hmm. there's always like mm-hmm. some person who's not there to speak for themselves but who told yeah. the person talking to you <laughs> that the thing they gave maybe them was edible like, um you know maybe there's a listener competition can someone help us name this name that tune yeah wow what... this all right all right <laughs> no. are there no beans in here just confirming no beans there's no beans it's almond flour coconut sugar chocolate chips dutch cocoa powder tapioca starch arrowroot sea salt and baking soda you know, I like a gooey brownie. This tastes gooey. I'm. Huh? How much did that mix cost? $6.99. Yes, I'm out of my mind. I know. All right. Well, Morgan. You got swindled. Tell me, Nicole. I did it with oat milk. Will you tell me, please, what you brought for me in these little crunchy, little crunchy tinfoil parts? Can I try the mushroom? Mm-hmm. I have not tried these. So these were just like tempting me on the shelf at Iwajimaya, the Japanese grocery store. And these mushrooms are king trumpet mushroom chips, crisps. Um, and from appearance, they look just like sliced, sliced mushrooms, just like sliced mushrooms. That's all they look like. And they look skinny and crispy. And I don't even know if they're salted. I just really want mild card. Oh, weird. It's not the texture I was anticipating. Hmm. It's a texture of like um. Gosh, what is it like a Are they banana? Sweet? Like a banana chip? <laughs> it's like a banana chip. Are they sweet? A little bit sweet. And a little bit, a little bit salty. A little bit dry. Wow, dry as heck. I don't Between know that brownie and that mushroom chip. No. <laughs> Good wow, thing I have my ginger, angry. my ginger soda, and my Ticino here. Oh yeah, you're of soil. <laughs> I don't know if they I would have like a little uh, almost a, a coating of something sweet on them. I'm a, I'm gonna it's like the same coating that's thickly on a wasabi pea. But without the wasabi. Wow. You know what I mean? How wasabi peas are sweet in a very particular yeah. way till you hit the wasabi. These have that on them, but no wasabi. And then when you go to the actual mushroom, there's I can't taste anything. Like is there invisible flavor on here? I don't know, but I'm ready to try oh, the next. wearing the Harry Potter coat of invisibility. I'm so sorry to reference Potter. I I can't stop referencing Potter because it's one of the only things I've ever read that everyone else in the world has also read. I can vouch for this. Okay. Well, well, we'll just uh, we'll have to. You giving this a thumbs up, thumbs down? So she gets no royalties. I know. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Um, I would not buy it again. They look so good. Maybe they'd be good in a thing, like, you know, crunched up on top of a something as a textural element. But, um, yeah, it's sort of like eating um, 
like paper, like some cardboard packaging, you know, with like a candy coating. Mm. So we do my mom's so dry. Wait, can you tell me what's your favorite salad green? What's like your standby? Like you go to the grocery store, you always get this because you need it. Well, I've been heartbroken because recently the romaine has not been looking good. And it has been publicly acknowledged that the romaine is, you know, my spirit, spirit vegetable, my true, true incarnation. It just is so good. So I haven't had it in a long time, but I've been loving arugula as a very, a second place. I like radicchio, but mixed in with other stuff. And then, you know, there's, there's all the other greens. There's just too many, too many to choose from. With that... I shall stop talking about salad. Morgan, thank you for coming on the podcast again. Nicole, thank you for feeding me pizza again. You're welcome. And thank you for <laughs> drinking Ticino. <laughs> uh, not so thanks for that. You're welcome. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.